Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio. Your hometown news broadcasting from the Debbie Matthews Nashville Realty Newsroom in Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Tuesday, December 5th. And we start with local news. The Spring Hill Police Department is asking for the public's assistance in identifying an alleged shoplifter. On October 19th, a white male wearing a black Top Gun shirt and black Carhartt ball cap allegedly took over $1,000 worth of merchandise from Walmart without paying. You can see the alleged thief's image by going to www.murraycountysource.com. If you can identify this person, please contact Detective Josh Weber at jweber at springhilltn.org. Murray County deputies are looking for an armed robber. At 8.30 p.m. on November 30th, a male dressed in all black entered Cully's Market on Highway 373 in Cullioka, Tennessee. He brandished a handgun and robbed the clerk of cash from the register and left the store. If you are in the area and saw anything suspicious or have any information, please contact Detective Keith Rather at the Murray County Sheriff's Department at 931-388-5151. The future Murray County Judicial Center is now standing tall with its two-story metal structure and basement in place, as seen from Carmack Boulevard in Columbia. County and state officials attended the topping-off ceremony for the building's last and highest beam back on September 19th. Since, the structure on South Main Street is steadily taking shape into a facility our grandchildren will remember, said Murray County Commission Chairman of the Board, Eric Previtti. The approximately $34 million building is still on track for completion by fall of next year, according to Previtti. Anyone driving up and down Carmack at this point has seen the new construction and hopefully has realized that this is the new Murray County Judicial Center, Previtti said. It's exciting to see all the progress there. The place is all lit up at night, he said. The new courts facility will be located at the old site of the Daily Herald newspaper building, which was built in 1969 on South Main Street, which was demolished last year. Upon last report from Hewlett Spencer, the project owner advocate, the project has reached 40% completion and is slated for final completion between August and October of 2024, weather permitting, Privetti said. Bell Construction is managing the build of the project. The Judicial Center will be comprised of new courtrooms, administrative offices, and meeting rooms for lawyers and clients, greatly relieving Murray County's existing historic 1906 courthouse on Public Square, which is bursting at the seams with activity, caseload, and cramped facilities. Public Defender of the 22nd District, Travis B. Jones, serves on the Building Project Steering Committee, which ensures the features of the facility will benefit the needs of the 22nd District Court System. In his years of practice, Jones said he has spent many years speaking to clients while sitting on the basement steps of our current historic courthouse. While a beautiful centerpiece of our community, its adequacy has long since passed with the growth of our county, Jones said. The new courthouse will provide much-needed space, privacy, and safety to all who enter, Murray County General Sessions Judge Bobby Sands said. The new courts building will address two key needs, more space to accommodate growing dockets in both civil and criminal cases, and safety issues for persons required to be in the building as witnesses, victims, and jurors, Sand said. While we love and respect our historic courthouse, it has safety issues as well as accessibility issues, which the new building should resolve, he said.
Juvenile Court Judge Douglas Chapman agreed that the new building will greatly improve daily court operations. We're excited about it. It's great to see it coming up out of the ground, Chapman said. You are starting to see what it's actually going to look like. It's going to be a lot more functional for everybody in the court system as well. Provide privacy for clients and counsel, he said. He jokingly added that many are pleased to see the purple beams amid construction because we like to support our Columbia Central High School Lions, he said. The Murray County Historical Society is also accepting items to include in a time capsule to be inserted in the walls of the building, according to Society President Previtti, which just received a grant for the project. A little rain didn't hold off the 37th annual Columbia Main Street and Christmas Parade from making its way into downtown Columbia over the weekend. This year's parade featured a record-setting 130 participants and floats, the largest turnout in parade history. I'm so proud to be here tonight on a great night in Columbia, Tennessee, Columbia Mayor Chaz Mulder said. I know we are here for the main event, which is the tree lighting, but we have to give a special thanks to some folks who made this all possible, beginning with the Columbia Public Works Department, Columbia Police, Columbia Fire and Rescue, and all other city departments, as well as the Murray County Sheriff's Department and other agencies as well, he said. Leading the parade this year was retired Colonel Ashley Brown, who is chauffeured in the parade by parade sponsor Stan McNabb Chevrolet of Columbia. This is really a great honor, seeing my town looking so beautiful and all the hard work that has been done here to make this event happen, Colonel Brown said. I'm absolutely honored and humbled. Thank you very much, he said. This year's parade featured a number of local businesses, schools, nonprofits, and more, as well as local leaders like Vice Mayor Randy McBroom. Columbia really comes out for its Christmas parade, McBroom said. This is a great day, a great night, and is going to be a great month. Merry Christmas, Columbia, he said. Following the parade, citizens and spectators gathered at the courthouse steps to witness the lighting of the city's 40-foot Christmas tree. Mayor Mulder and Murray County Mayor Sheila Budd shared a few words before Santa Claus threw the switch, illuminating the tree for this year's season. Murray County is a great dichotomy of what America is all about, which is faith, family, freedom, and a community that works together, Mayor Butt said. I wish every single one of you a very merry Murray Christmas and a very prosperous New Year, she said. Worldwide Stages, an entertainment company with a production facility in Spring Hill, has reduced its board of directors from five members to three after defaulting on five short-term loan agreements with Valiant Wealth Management. According to a December 1 filing with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, a special called shareholder meeting was held November 27th to remove Doug Vanderweed and Pete Fisher from the company's board of directors. The two were removed with 69.57% of votes for the removal. Vanderweed is the CEO of Valiant. Fisher is the former CEO of the Academy of Country Music and is now an entertainment industry consultant with The Wealth Company. Kelly Fry, board chair and president and CEO of Worldwide Stages, said he could not comment on the information from the SEC filings. We continued to provide services broadly to the entertainment industry, Fry added. Worldwide Stages was founded in 2019 by Fry, Shane Ellis, and Mark Long. The company acquired the former Saturn headquarters in Spring Hill in 2021. Worldwide Stages hosted productions for CMT TV, Katy Perry, Kane Brown, and Paramount Network while renovating the building. The full facility officially opened in January of 2023. 
The company purchased the building from the city of Spring Hill and has been leasing space to a city department. That lease agreement was recently ended after Worldwide Stages indicated it had plans to lease the space at market rate for other endeavors. In an October SEC filing, the company reported it was unable to pay the outstanding principal and interest on the Valiant notes. The company also is exploring other capital sources in order to satisfy the company's obligations under the Valiant notes. The December filing states, No assurances can be given that the company will be successful on obtaining a new source of capital or what the terms of such capital might be. The filing states holders of the notes could pursue action in Murray County Court. As of December 4th, no court records list worldwide stages or Valiant in any litigation in Murray County. The remaining members alongside Fry are Alandis Brassel and Keith Darcy. Brassel is the, an entertainment law attorney and professor of music business at the University of Memphis. He has been in private practice since 2017, but previously worked as counsel for former U.S. Representative Jim Cooper of Nashville. Darcy owns his own consulting firm, working with boards and senior executives on a variety of governance matters. From 2013 until 2021, he was independent senior advisor to Deloitte's Risk and Financial Advisory Compliance Program. He has held several other board positions, including chairman of the Better Business Bureau Foundation. Prior to his service with Deloitte, Darcy was executive director of the Ethics and Compliance Officer Association and chair of the ECOA Foundation. He is a former associate dean and distinguished professor at Georgetown's McDonough School of Business, among other academic roles. In an October 6th SEC filing, Worldwide Stage reported its chief financial officer, Callie Scar, would resign effectively at the end of the month. Phil Sims is currently serving as interim CFO. He owns Sims CPA Consulting and has more than 21 years of experience in both public accounting and corporate in the corporate sector. He is familiar with company operations after helping with the company's audits in 2021 and 2022. The company announced in August it had launched an offering to raise $75 million to build new sound stages and renovate the facility further. The company stated in the August filing it was in negotiations with MBS Group, an entertainment studio consulting company, to provide design-build services with the proceeds from the Registration A offering. Columbia Univers- I'm sorry, Cumberland University Professor of History and Project Director of the Papers of Martin Van Buren, Dr. Mark Cheatham, has recently authored a groundbreaking book titled Who is James K. Pope? The book, published as part of the University Press of Kansas's American Presidential Election Series, offers readers an authoritative and definitive narrative of the 1844 presidential election. Political scholar Richard J. Ellis, the Mark O. Hatfield Professor of Politics, Policy, Law, and Ethics at Willamette University, praises Cheatham's work, saying, In Who is James K. Pope? Historian Cheatham harnesses his unrivaled command of the politics of the 1830s and 1840s to give us the definitive account of this pivotal, if too often neglected, election. William K. Bolt, professor of history at Francis Marion University and former assistant editor of the Correspondence of James K. Polk Project, commends Cheatham's book as the standard work on the election of 1844. It is also the model for how presidential elections should be studied and discussed. Cheatham gives us a behind-the-scenes look at the inner workings of all the campaigns during the 1844 election. Any reader will feel like a political insider after reading this excellent work, Bolt said. I'm grateful to Cumberland University's willingness to provide opportunities and resources for faculty research, which made this book possible, Cheatham said. 
It speaks volumes that the administration is committed to helping its faculty enhance their value in the wider intellectual community, he said. You can visit the University Press of Kansas website for more information about the book. Dr. Cheatham will be presenting a lecture on and signing copies of his new book at St. Peter's Episcopal Church in Columbia on January 23rd at 6 p.m. Murray Regional Health will host a walk-in career event for positions in clinical and non-clinical areas on the second Thursday of each month, beginning December 14th from 3 to 6 p.m. in the Human Resources Conference Room at Murray Regional Medical Center, located at 1224 Trotwood Avenue in Columbia. Applicants interested in joining a nationally recognized healthcare system should bring a copy of their resume to this hiring event. No application is required. During the visit, candidates will have the opportunity to speak with members of the talent acquisition team about positions and opportunities at Murray Regional Health's southern Middle Tennessee locations, as well as learn more about their comprehensive benefits, educational assistance programs, and more. Positions of possible interest include, but are not limited to, nurse technician, registered nurse, physical therapist, pharmacy technician, licensed practical nurse, medical lab technician, registrars, dietary services, facility services, and environmental services. Applicants who are unable to attend the walk-in event on December 14th, but are interested in exploring open positions, are encouraged to contact the Human Resources Department at 931-380-4017 or email careers at murrayregional.com. Murray Regional Health is a not-for-profit regional health system serving southern Middle Tennessee through its hospitals, clinics, surgery centers, outpatient facilities, and physician practice group. Located in Columbia, Murray Regional Medical Center serves as the flagship hospital. The system also includes Marshall Medical Center in Lewisburg, Wayne Medical Center in Waynesboro, Lewis Health Center in Hohenwald, Murray Regional Medical Group physician practices across the region, and several outpatient facilities. Murray Regional Health offers one of the most comprehensive and competitive benefits packages in Middle Tennessee, including medical, dental, and vision insurance plans, merit-based pay increases, flexible shift options, an on-site daycare center, education assistance for qualifying candidates, access to earned wages before payday, financial counseling, and career navigation support, local discounts, and more. The Columbia Mayor's Youth Council is giving back this holiday season by hosting a winter coat drive to benefit the Family Center. The coat drive will continue until Monday, December 8th. New coats, socks, and blankets will be accepted and can be dropped off Monday through Friday during school hours. A provided drop box will be at the following high school locations, Columbia Central High School, Columbia Academy, Mount Pleasant High School, and Kalioka Unit School. Donations will also be accepted at Columbia City Hall Lobby, located at 700 North Garden Street in Columbia, from 7.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. Monday through Friday. Columbia Mayor Chaz Mulder stated, I'm so proud of our Columbia Mayor's Youth Council, once again serving their community. Not because they have to, but because already at a young age they have the desire to. They want to serve our community, and this coat drive allows us all an opportunity to follow their lead. I say it over and over again, I'm confident in our community's future because I get to see our community's future already hard at work making this community a better place, he said. This is the third year of the Columbia Mayor's Youth Council, which was established in the spring of 2021. This youth council allows students to connect with other peers in their community who want to make a difference through planning community events, partnering with local organizations, raising awareness, and connecting with future generations of leaders. 
I am so excited to announce that the Columbia Mayor's Youth Council will be hosting our first ever winter coat drive to benefit the Family Center, stated CMYC Chair Caroline Cashin. Cashin continued, I am so incredibly proud of how these young people continue to put Columbia first, and I am thrilled to see what all we can accomplish this year. For further information regarding the Winter Coat Drive or the CMYC, visit www.columbiatn.com forward slash CMYC. Murray County shoppers, mark your calendars for shopping opportunities in town that keep dollars spent local. Accepted at over 50 small businesses and restaurants across Murray County, local first gift cards could just make the ideal stocking stuffer for anyone on your holiday list. Participating businesses include retail, eateries, and services, including bed and breakfasts, breweries, wine bars, hair salons, boutiques, restaurants, and more. Every penny stays in the community and supports our vibrant local businesses, according to a recent Murray Alliance newsletter. Will Evans, president of Murray Alliance, said the program boosts local pride and fuels the local economy, keeping dollars in Murray County. By choosing to shop local, we are not merely engaging in a simple transaction for goods and services. We are fostering growth, creating jobs, and fortifying the foundation of our community, Evans said. Keeping our dollars local supports the businesses run by our friends and family, by those that support our local nonprofits, and by those that, in turn, buy their goods and services from other local artisans and suppliers. The Murray Alliance Local First Gift Card Program provides a similar benefit as other universal gift cards, allowing the user to choose where they would like to shop with the benefit of knowing their dollars are staying in the community, Evans said. Kara Williams, director of the Murray County Chamber of Commerce, said the chamber is very proud of the Local First Gift Card and the growth it has had over the years. These gift ho- gifts highlight our local, small local merchants and ensure dollars stay in our local economy. Our small businesses are an integral part of what makes Murray County a charming and thriving place, she said. Local first gift cards are available for purchase year-round at Murray Alliance. Visit murrayalliance.com forward slash local dash first dash cards for more information and a listing of participating businesses. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have partly cloudy skies today with a high of 58 degrees. Winds will be out of the west-southwest at 10 to 15 miles per hour. Tonight, we can expect more clouds to come in after midnight with a low of about 36 degrees. Winds will calm a bit out of the north-northwest at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer. And why Matt and Susie Sowell believe the way to honor tradition is with especially personal service. We believe your traditions, your customs, your rites of passage are very important. But we also believe in taking care of your personal wishes as well. At Oaks and Nichols, we try to do more than just the expected things. So the service you receive honors your heritage and is uniquely yours. And we invite you to experience the difference. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors. 320 West 7th Street in Columbia, since 1856, 
people you can rely on. Debbie Matthews grew up and lives in beautiful Columbia, Tennessee. As a realtor, she is well-versed in homes, neighborhoods, development, and schools. She wants to share her love of her home state with others to help them find just the right place to raise a family, open a business, or develop a dream. From luxury listings to land, she can handle it all. She is the current leading producer, Nashville Realty Group. Contact Debbie Matthews Realtor at 615-476-3224. That's 615-476-3224. Family first. (laughs) My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance, our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see Shelter Agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Are you a homeowner looking to unlock the potential of your home equity? Explore a home equity loan with First Farmers. Hi, this is Felicia Brown with First Farmers, and we would like to invite you to access funds with a home equity loan. For home improvements, invest in education, or simplify your finances, you can make your dreams a reality with the power of your home equity. Get started today. Apply online at myfirstfarmers.com or call to speak with one of our team specialists at 1-800-882-8378. Equal housing lender. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment, Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Noisen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years, and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. Jingle bells, houses sell all the time of the year. To get the most out of your house, let us help you there. With free home staging, yard landscaping, and some free repairs. We will carve for you to make your dreams come true. Mr. Grinch, beware. Merry Christmas to you and your family from George Varalis and The Way Realty. And remember, Jesus is the reason for the season. Jesus Christ changes lives. 
Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7. This program is sponsored in part by George Vrylis and the great team at The Way Realty. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. As funding and accountability details emerge on Governor Bill Lee's proposed statewide universal school voucher program, the governor is likely to face some opposition from members of his own party as they raise questions and concerns over the plan. While members of Tennessee's GOP supermajority have voted in lockstep on many controversial issues, support for the Governor's Education Freedom Scholarships Act among members of the GOP caucus is far from universal, and some have more questions than answers about the Republican governor's top legislative priority for next year. It concerns me, Representative Sam Whitson, a Republican from Franklin, stated in an interview, As a fiscal conservative, my question would be, what's the revenue source for this? And do they really know the true costs of what this will be? I can see this thing just spiraling out of control, much like what they did when they first instituted TenCare. They have come back and fixed it, he said. Whitson said there is a little evident there is little evidence that the state's existing school choice program, the Education Savings Account Initiative, is successful. Parents of students participating in the program have largely touted it and its benefits for their children. But state test results from the first year of the ESA program indicate that participants performed worse than their public school peers in Davidson and Shelby counties on state required testing. Administrators for participating schools say that poor for Poor performance could be due to the demographic of students that the program is designed to reach or to school staff's lack of experience administering the tests. Whitson is concerned that without the imposing accountability measures and test requirements the state requires for public schools, Tennessee will be unable to exercise appropriate oversight over non-public schools in the governor's proposed statewide program. They're even talking about including some schoolers and unchartered schools, he said, They should be under the same standards and requirements as the public schools so we can track achievement and progress, he said. The program would also disproportionately impact disabled students, Whitson said, due to additional costs schools undertake to adequately serve that population. And he's concerned about the outside money and influence already being brought to bear from pro-school choice lobbying groups. In Williamson County, we have the best school system in the state, and I just worry that this would undermine this great system we have here in the future, Whitson said. Lee's 2019 proposal to establish education savings account was highly controversial and passed by only one vote in the House of Representatives after then-Speaker Glenn Cassida held the vote board open for more than 40 minutes. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff, or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. 
Living with a worn joint can be painful and frustrating. Leave your joint pain in the past with a joint replacement procedure at Murray Regional Health. Our joint replacement program has been recognized in the top 10% of the nation for medical excellence and patient safety thanks to our highly skilled and experienced surgical staff who perform progressive procedures for the knees, hips, shoulders, elbows, and ankles. For more information, go to murrayregional.com slash joint replacement. Murray Regional Health, where clinical excellence meets compassionate care. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today, and now our final story. Many say Santa Claus speaks a special language that all the children of the world understand. For one Santa, Santa Charles, that language is American Sign Language, or ASL, and he makes holiday dreams a reality by visiting deaf and hard-of-hearing children. Deaf Santa Claus, also known as Santa Charles, is one of the only Santas in the country who communicates with children using ASL. As part of Gaylord Opryland's A Country Christmas Festivities, Santa Charles will visit the resort on December 18th to help make Christmas wishes come true. From 9 until 10, the resort will host a private event for children from Monroe Carroll Jr. Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt to visit with Santa Charles. From 10 until noon, the experience will be open to guests who pre-purchase a Deaf Santa photo package online. Photo packages begin at $40 and include a keepsake photo with Santa Charles and can be purchased online at tickets.gaylordopryland.com. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on Kennedy Broadcasting WKWKOM WKRM Radio. If you ever miss a part or all of this broadcast, you can listen to it anytime or read the transcript online by visiting frontporchradiotn.com. I'll be back tomorrow to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great day.